Providing timely, evidence-based content relevant to providers who care for children. Welcome to Pediatrics in Practice, presented by Children's Mercy Kansas City. Modern medicine provides various types of advanced imaging to look inside a child's body for diagnosis or to rule out a medical condition. This is Pediatrics in Practice. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we have with us Dr. Grace Mitchell. She's a pediatric radiologist with Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. Mitchell, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Tell us what radiologic services you can provide at Children's Mercy. Yes, we are a full-service department, and we provide all types of imaging services for pediatric patients. That includes x-rays, CT scans, MRI scans, ultrasound, fluoroscopic examinations, interventional radiology, which is a procedure-based subspecialty, as well as nuclear medicine examinations. Well, that's very comprehensive. And if a patient's insurance company were prefer that the patient get his or her imaging at another institution, does it really matter where it's done when you have all of that advanced equipment? I would argue that it does. And one of the many reasons is that while many people might not realize this, but not all x-rays, for example, are created the same. So with kids in particular, when we are particularly concerned about reducing radiation exposure, we have a variety of tools at our disposal, um, as well as dedicated medical physicists who help our exams be the lowest dose possible. So we tailor our exams for pediatric patients that might not be available at other places where they don't see as many pediatric patients. Additionally, when pediatric patients have their imaging done at our institution, they can be assured that all of the imaging examinations will be interpreted by specialty pediatric radiologists, meaning we are radiologists that have done additional specific training in pediatric radiology because um, what we often say is that pediatric patients are not just little adults, and so they have their own sets of um, needs and different disease processes, and so we get special training just for that. Well, thank you for that answer, and I'm glad you brought up radiation exposure. So if a patient's parents are concerned about that, how can a provider counsel them about this? What do you want them to tell their parents? Important topic that can be quite confusing, not only because uh, there's a lot to it and a lot of physics, but also because it's constantly evolving, and evolving for the better, I should say. Um, One thing that can be confusing is that not all of radiology involves radiation. So an MRI, for example, does not use ionizing radiation. Uh, The exams that do are x-rays, CT scans, and nuclear medicine, as well as fluoroscopy and sometimes interventional radiology because essentially they use x-rays as well. It can be quite daunting to try and explain all of this in a short time period. So one thing I would say is that pediatric institutions, dedicated pediatric institutions, often have resources not always available elsewhere to help dial down those doses, as I mentioned. In our case, we have dedicated medical physicists who are doing this round the clock. Additionally, there are resources online to try and help put radiation dose information into simpler terms that more people can understand. So there are a number of websites that are dedicated just for pediatric patients. For example, there's a campaign within the Society of Pediatric Radiology called Image Gently, and that is dedicated towards lowering radiation exposure for children. So anyone can just find that website and go to that. Additionally, there's a section on the radiologyinfo.org website um, that's called Radiology Info for Kids. 
and that goes into a little bit more detail as well. What I would say is a broad statement, however, is that at Children's Mercy, where we are focused specifically on kids and the safety of kids, is to be assured that whenever a child has an imaging study ordered, not only is their ordering provider thinking about what's best for them, but we are reviewing these orders as well and thinking about the best way to perform them with the smallest amount of risk for the patient. So every patient that comes through, we're really considering their safety and thinking about what is the best way to answer the clinical question. Well, that is so important and what a great point. And while we're talking about various imaging techniques, the use of CT scan has risen dramatically in the past couple of decades. Tell us how this trend has significant implications for the pediatric population. How do you see this helping diagnosis and management? Absolutely. CT scans are an amazing technology that can help us. And as the technology has improved, we've been able to significantly decrease doses emitted from a CT scanner, but also improve image quality. So as CT scan use has increased over the decades, so has what we understand about them and our ability to uh, improve them. Um, In terms of kids, particularly small kids, and this is true of adults as well, but with small kids who might not be able to stay still for very long in a scanner, CT scan can be incredibly useful because they can be done very quickly and we can obtain really vital information in a short amount of time, especially in an emergent type situation. Um, MRI scanners for small kids offer different and very important information, but sometimes might involve the use of anesthesia because they take much longer. And so with anesthesia is a different type of risk, which is oftentimes still very minimal, and we still go ahead and do it. But your question specifically about CT scan is that it's very rapid, very quick. We can obtain a lot of information in a short amount of time, and we can do it without anesthesia much of the time. Well, it certainly is amazing, the technology today. So if providers are concerned that a patient has mid-gut volvulus, but the x-ray is normal, or that a patient has an allergy to shellfish, and it might be a contraindication to IV contrast, any of these kinds of things. What do you want other providers to know about what you can do for their patients? With regards to your first question, mid-gut volvulus, mid-gut volvulus is a surgical emergency, meaning that if this condition has been diagnosed in a child, uh, very often in a young infant, they need to go to the OR immediately. What has happened in the case of mid-gut volvulus is that the patient's intestines have twisted around. So not only are the intestines obstructed, meaning food can't get through, but there are vital vessels that are also twisting around within this uh, twist. And so if those vessels get obstructed, the organ, the intestine, won't receive the oxygen that it needs and it can die off. Um, And so this is why they need to go to the OR emergently. Whenever there's a clinical concern of mid-gut volvulus and the classic history is bilious vomiting, meaning green vomit from bile, no matter what time of day or night at our pediatric institution, we will come in to do a fluoroscopic study called an upper GI. Uh, to diagnose whether the patient has it. And if they do, they'll head straight to the OR. And this care will be coordinated between us and the other departments and the surgeons and the ED if they're coming through the ED uh, so that they can get to the OR right away. So in the cases of mid-gut volvulus, that's the most common study that we would do. We would rush them into fluoroscopy to do the study, and then they would go to the OR. With regards to allergies to contrast, there are some people who have allergies to CT contrast. I should just make a quick note that 
an allergy to CT contrast is not going to be the same as an allergy to MRI type contrast because they're two totally different media. But with regards to CT contrast, it used to be believed that uh, people with a shellfish allergy would have a cross reaction with CT contrast, and that's no longer believed to be true. Studies have not borne that out. And also contrast media, just like CT scans themselves, have also evolved and become better and more better tolerated by patients. So what I would say is if a patient is, has a known shellfish allergy and they heard somewhere that CT contrast might be a contraindication, I would say that is not true. Certainly there are uncommon cases of patients who have allergies to both, but those would be unrelated. They're not the same thing. So what's new and exciting in radiology and pediatric radiology now? What would you like other providers to know that is going on in the world of pediatric radiology? Sure. So there are a lot of interesting things that are always happening in our professional world. One thing that makes a lot of headlines right now is artificial intelligence. There's a lot of work going on all over the country and all over the world with how can AI help us. Um, I think most of us don't see it as a threat to our jobs currently, but we see it rather as something that can help us um, with the massive amount of information that comes through on our radiology studies. There are innumerable ways that AI could potentially help us. Um, there are other ways that other types of technology can help us that uh, some of my colleagues are working on in my department, including virtual radiology, 3D printing. So all of these new technologies that are kind of taking over uh, in other realms of our lives are also being introduced and studied within pediatric radiology. So all of those are very exciting. And I think we always are continuing to strive to improve the quality of our imaging and decrease dose radiation and all of the small risks that are associated with our studies. We're always thinking about ways that we can improve and minimize harm to patients and increase safety. As we wrap up, what would you like other providers to know about ordering the ideal imaging study for a patient and what makes Children's Mercy's radiology department unique? I recognize that ordering studies can potentially be overwhelming at times with the number of choices that are available and they are increasing. So I would say we always are happy to receive a phone call or an email if you ever want to get in contact with us to ask. If you're not sure what the best thing is to order, we're always a phone call away. We are reading studies 24-7. Our own Children's Mercy Radiologists are always working 24-7, and so we're always available to help in any way. There are other resources for providers as well, if for some reason you are not able to get a hold of us or you want to try something else first. Namely, I'll mention the ACR appropriateness criteria. You can easily Google that. ACR stands for the American College of Radiology. If you Google the ACR appropriateness criteria, you'll be led to an online tool that helps you navigate what might be the best imaging study for your patient. And I just want to summarize by saying I think that we have a fabulous department. We currently have 23 board-certified pediatric radiologists who are passionate about radiology and pediatric radiology and providing the best care that we can for our kids at Children's Mercy. We are all very proud to work there. While we hope to never have to see your kids, we will certainly do our best to provide the best care if we ever have to. I would also just like to mention a couple more things. Our department would not run without the help of many other people, including 
our amazing technologists who work tirelessly also with the pediatric patients and are trained to work with our pediatric patients to help produce some of the great imaging that we get. And also the multidisciplinary approach of our entire hospital system, where we work with the pediatric specialists and all the other disciplines to help choose and obtain the best imaging studies that we can. Thank you so much, Dr. Mitchell, for sharing your expertise with us today. This has been Pediatrics in Practice. To refer your patient or for more information, please visit childrensmercy.org to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Children's Mercy podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.